good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Adam, and today, as always and forever, probably I am talking to myself. And today, I wanted to go into something that was a little bit of a morbid subject, but let's just let's make it a little fun. So today, we're talking about cemeteries and burials and and how they impact the environment. And now, first of all, I just want to say that I'm going to be sounding very negative about the burial idea and about cemeteries, graveyards, all this kind of stuff involving what happens after you die. Like, what is the, what are the cultural norms that we do, that our family does, that we will do for our family and friends when they pass? But first, I'm gonna take a sip. Mm-mm-mm. <sighs> Love me some water in the morning. Okay, so, um, so I'm gonna be sounding like I'm gonna be a little negative here, but I do want to clarify that I also see value in the burial process. I think there's some closure that one can have with it. Although I've always thought that things like mausoleums and, um, you know, these big fancy graveyards that have like all the several thousand dollar tombstones and headstones and statues and everything, I always thought that was a little weird. Because um, eventually those things are just going to end up looking like shit. They're going to need to be maintained. Most graveyards, after like 20 years of existing, all look like butthole. At least the like, nobody's repolishing up those headstones that you paid thousands of dollars for, you know? So, like, eventually they just end up looking terrible. Um, so I always thought that was kind of weird. But, um, this idea was actually given to me to one of my list, uh, by one of my listeners, and I thought, okay, I'll look into this a little bit and kind of see, see, maybe there's some things that I'm missing. So, actually, I did a little research this morning, um, and, uh, you know, some of this stuff is all very new to me, so I may sound a little kind of unsure. But I just kind of want to jump into it because some of it's very interesting. And so I want to go over just kind of how there are more uh, natural ways to be buried, how there are uh, less impactful ways on the environment. And also just to give you a little bit of maybe stuff you haven't thought about before um, with some of these things. So um, let's kind of jump right in. So first of all, I'm going to open up this web page here because I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, so they talk about how, many, how much resource we use when we make, you know, and a, and a lot of the more traditional... Uh, burial uh, plots, uh, specifically with the uh, caskets. Um, so, um, uh, I'm actually, again, I'm no expert. I'm reading from a, an article that was written at the end of 2018 and of 2019 uh, on psmag.com. And so, one of these things says that um, uh, pro approximately every year, Americans specifically bury approximately 73,000 kilometers of hardwood boards 58,000 tons of steel, 1.5 million tons of concrete, and 3 million liters of formaldehyde. Holy crap, that is a lot of formaldehyde. That poison, holy shit, the stuff that your science teacher keeps your rats preserved in? Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Um, so, um, so they were, uh, th this article in particular is talking about, um, these uh, what they call like these uh, uh, conservation pla uh, uh, burials or these uh, hectare cemeteries, um, and uh, they say they say that those like kind of traditional things that's like that's enough wood to construct like 40 homes, uh, or the embalming fluid um, they say could fill up several swimming pools. And so again, like I know some of these these are trying to give you some comparison and some idea. But I do think that that is a lot. I don't know if I ever realized how much steel, uh, how much metal goes into some of these caskets as well. Um, which that number was a lot bigger than I thought. Um, which is, you know, 58,000 tons of steel. That's a that's a lot of steel. That's, that's, it's, wow, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot. 
Uh, and you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of wood, hardwood boards. You know how much how many trees you have to cut down just to make like all them boards? Like holy shit! Actually, they probably have something in, in the um, probably have something in this article about it. Maybe I just missed it. Um, so so they kind of talk about how um, how. Like, there's like a fight right now between like these places who want to give people more natural burials versus um, versus the traditional burials and the traditional um, caskets that we know and see now and through the usual uh, uh, mortuaries and, and, and you know uh, funeral uh, arrangers and things like that um, and I can see why they would be afraid to lose their jobs I'd be if I could see why they would be afraid that they're losing business I, I understand that um, However, I've always kind of thought that they were kind of scamish anyway. Like, I do see, think that it's rather expensive to... Like, they do good work, and I don't want to take anything from them. You know, people who, who run um, funeral services. Like, I, I appreciate the work they do, and I can see that... You know, my brother passed away um, roughly 10 years ago now. And, um, you know, they did a really good job cleaning him up. They did a really good job making him look presentable for the viewing um and i appreciated that very much i thought wow like i didn't after i had you know had hadn't seen and heard what he looked like post-death i thought man how are they ever going to fix him up but they did a good job for what what, what they had and I, I really appreciated that they tried to do something so that way we could have a viewing uh but i never really liked viewings anyway but i appreciate the work that they put into it and they played his music and they did everything they tried to give us a good experience so i don't want to take anything away from that but I do think that that is a very costly endeavor. I do think that uh, the caskets themselves are way more expensive than they should be. Like, why can't we just be in a wooden box? Which I'll get to. Um, why does it have to be all this fancy stuff? You know, just put enough formaldehyde in me to preserve me for the viewing if we must have one. You know, you don't got to put one in there to preserve me forever. That stuff's just going to leak into the environment, which it does, by the way. It really, really does. It doesn't stay in there forever. Like, that embalming fluid is meant to last a really long time. So, as our bodies decay, that stuff leaks out. <laughs> you know, and it's just eating through the casket anyway. Like, they can tell you all they want that those caskets, nothing's going to get in them. But first of all, nature will. There's a lot of pressure. There are a lot of, uh, you know, parasites and bugs and, and bacteria and stuff always eating away at those things. Nothing's going to last forever. Don't let anybody tell you different. Um... And I think, I think it's, I don't know, I think, I think it's something that's worth thinking about. Uh, there we go. <laughs> that ain't a stretch. I think that it's something worth thinking about. Um, you know, and, and they say that even cremation, um, you know, cremation itself, which has been a lot more popular because, uh, you know, people believe it's more cost effective because, and again, they don't, people, most people don't cremate because they don't want their body to be put into the earth. They cremate or they want to be cremated because they're trying to be considerate to thinking like, oh, that's going to make my family pay less. You know, most people anyway, not everybody. But, and some people get cremated even after they're dead who've never told anybody they want to be cremated simply because those who are burying them or who would be burying them are like, man, this is like half the price. Of course I'm going to cremate you. You know, you don't have a say, you're dead. You know, <laughs> like, you know, that's actually what happened to my grandmother. My grandmother didn't want to be cremated. She wanted to be buried, you know, in a cemetery far away from my grandfather. Um, but that's a whole other story for another time. I do share a lot, by the way, hence the name of the podcast. Um, but, you know, my parents just couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford what the funeral home was asking for. And so they said, well, you know, we're already in debt as it is. And so they chose to cremate her. And 
you know, that may seem disrespectful, but hey, listen, the world is for the living, not for the dead. And um, you know, they say life is for the living, right? And uh, it just it just happened to be worked out that way. Um, so, but anyway, you know, they that, that's been very popular, mostly for for cost effective reasons. Um, and even that leaves an environmental effect uh, out there. Um, but first of all, because they have to blast a lot of energy into those furnaces to cremate a human body. It's not like they just put it in a microwave and set it for five minutes and boom. Uh, you know, that's, that's a very high energy draining um, resource. And since they're becoming more popular, you know, <laughs> maybe we're putting, putting less caskets into the earth, but now we're putting more crap into the air and we're consuming more energy and having to waste more of it because of it. So either way, you know, you got that plus again. Where do you think all the smoke is going? Where, you know, it's just like a chimney. Where is it all going? It all has to go into the air somewhere, um, you know. And I, I think I think it's it's more cost efficient, but just as damaging, if not more damaging, to the environment, especially depending on where you're at. Um, you know, I think uh, I think it's something that that I don't know if I've ever considered uh, that you know, how much that you know. Actually, I'm gonna do a little search right now. Sorry about all the clicking, but we're gonna see um, how much energy does a human cremation cost let's find out together shall we let's just let's just take a look a cremator uses about 285 kilowatt hours of gas uh, and 15 kilowatt hours of electricity on average per cremation roughly the same domestic energy demands as a single person for an entire month wow uh, that's, that seems like it's a lot, but I, I don't know enough about kilowatt. See, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm learning. But apparently, uh, there are a lot, there are a lot of articles. Oh my gosh, there are a lot of hits on Google right now about how that affects global warming. I could read about that all day. Um, like this one tidbit alone says that cremation conducted, typical cremation conducted in a modern crematory requires an average of 28 gallons of fuel. Um, and that's like, again, that translates into the release of approximately 540 pounds of carbon dioxide. Wow. Well, at least in a way, I guess if the plants are hungry, they could eat that a little for, you know, for that process, you know, to create that calorifeel and whatever and give us some oxygen. But holy cow, that's a lot. They have to burn a lot of gas. 28 gallons of gas. That's like, that's a lot. What's in, how much gas in the, in the average car? How much gas is in the average car? Let's just learn together, shall we? Let's just keep learning. Learning is fun. Let's see. The amount of gas a car holds depends on the size of the car. Smaller cars generally have tanks that hold about 12 gallons, and larger cars hold 15 to 16 gallons. So, almost double the double what you would get in a full tank of gas in your car is what they use to uh, is what they use to burn a body, and that's not counting all of the electrical energy that they're using as well. Um, that's a lot. Um, so this one article in particular talks about um, safer ways that you can, you know, get yourself put in, put in the ground, essentially. Um, before I get to that, I actually have another article that I had up here from Business Insider uh, that talks about um, what the effects are. Um, and I uh, see that the number is actually a little bit different here uh, for how much steel is being buried. This, the numbers are pretty close. Uh, but this one says 104 tons, or 104,000 tons of steel, um, and 27 tons of copper and bronze. Even so, or 2,700 tons. Um, but as you can see, the 
they're very they're very high and so this one actually talks a little bit more about um about how uh let me see actually i'll find the specific number um the casket of wood alone is equivalent to about 400 million acres of forest that could build 4.5 million homes that's a lot and again this is just from this particular site it might be a little bit different elsewhere but still you can't deny it. it's a lot of wood um, that's what she said uh, <laughs> um and so when they, they talk about like graveyards, uh, cemeteries, memorial parks, things like that, they actually talk about how um, there are a lot of pesticides and chemical fertilizers and a lot of water that they use to preserve these sites to make them look luscious and green and, and pretty for the observer because, you know, we, we need that. You know, a lot of people need that. They want to know, you know, like they may bury somebody and then forget about them after visiting for a few years and never visit that burial plot again. But if you see a... I guess if it's an old graveyard, you don't look at it and think, oh, well, you know, that's a shitty looking graveyard, and at least they cut the grass. But some of these places, like, they treat them like national parks. They spend a lot of time. They, We use a lot of land, first of all, to bury all these people, because, I mean, what are we going to do? Dig up the old ones and put a new one in their spot? I think we should, actually, but that's just me. Um, you know, but I guess if somebody paid that much money to put somebody in the earth, I suppose you should probably leave it. Uh, so we have to keep expanding the lands to find more people, places for people to be buried. Um, they have to use a ton of water, you know, to maintain these places. Again, tons of pesticides to keep all the bugs away. They're spraying pesticides all over our graveyards, just so the <laughs> bugs aren't aren't there. Uh, and then they plant, you know, there's a few trees that get to stick around, which is nice. Um, but that's about it. So, you know, it's a, uh, you know, and these chemicals, you know, again. Everybody knows that bees are one of the most important creatures on the earth, uh, and you know this this can definitely affect um, affect you know wildlife, those plants, those animals, and the bees, um, especially when these chemicals get into water supplies, uh, and they may they may get onto like other plants or other flowers that bloom. But you'd be surprised like how again like you ever see those graveyards or the cemeteries that are like like super green, like unnaturally green, like there's green and there's like holy crap that's green, you know. That's why, you know, you don't always get to see it, but there are people that show up and they, when people aren't looking and they spray all them pesticides all over the place. Something to think about. Again, I'm not saying that cemeteries are all bad. Like, I appreciate the value that they give. Again, I, I want to make that very clear. But I just think there are better ways to get some of the stuff done that we don't realize is when everybody's trying to go green and recycle and, and use less energy, I think there are also other places in the world that we don't consider, such as this, where we can find ways to cut the energy consumption, we can cut the chemical use, we can cut the um, overall uh, expansion, you know, into the earth that we're doing. You know, um, not to sound like a hippie, but I think that's important because we're all going to pay for it later. <laughs> we're already paying for it now. Um, so just something to think about. Now there are uh, natural ways to get buried. Um, you know, like I was talking earlier, there are those conservation places where they'll just put you in a very thin box, a very thin pure wooden box very basic and they'll put you just straight into the earth like the whole point is for the box to crumble or to deteriorate quickly so that way you can be fed back into the earth um you know the way that animals are the way the animals they die you know other animals come and eat them and other times they just they just just decay from you know bacteria and insects and and everything just taking them back to the earth you know i wouldn't mind if somebody just fed me to the wolves whatever at least someone's getting one last meal from me never been meal before <laughs> um you know but there's also one that's pretty interesting they can also put you in a pod 
or they put you in like a like a shroud and they bury you. Which I always thought shrouds were a way more efficient idea. They're probably a little less appealing if you're going to do like a viewing. But I mean, that's what they used to do. They just put you in a really nice shroud back in the day and they'd bury you. They just cover you up as a sign of respect. But you know that shroud ain't keeping you from being devoured by the critters in the earth. Um, but I think shrouds are a very nice, respectful way to do it. Um, but there's also one that I thought was really interesting that I thought, man, what, what a, what a great idea. Um, is they put you in like a concrete, um, like a pot, like a concrete pot. If you get, actually, actually the one that stuck out to me was more so than this. If you get, if you get, um, you can get your ashes put in the concrete ball that they plunge into the bottom of the ocean that I guess feeds the coral reefs, which I think is kind of neat. I don't know the science behind that. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, you know, and they also talk about the ones where you can get your body bu buried into a pod that you know can be grown from a tree or that a tree can grow from. Which how cool would that be? I think that would be the most, be the sweetest thing if there's a whole forest grown from somebody being buried and planted with a tree there. Like how cool is that? You know, what better way to give back like that that your death can give the most back to the earth than to help grow a tree from your body? Holy cow, like it's so freaking cool. Uh, or feeding your ashes to the coral reefs, I guess, is also kind of a neat idea. Um, again, I don't know a lot of that, but, you know, biodegradable caskets are also good. They talk about in this particular article that they're like bamboo, paper caskets, cardboard, wool, banana leaf. I don't know what that is, but it sounds sexy. Um, I don't know. I just think that's kind of cool to see if there are options that are places to explore those options. Uh, I mean, like in funeral homes, like, just get with that. I mean, you don't have to lose money. Like, just get on board with the more natural occurrence of things. There are places that are already doing that. So, like, you don't have to feel like, um, you don't have to feel like you, you're, you're losing out. Just get with the program, you know? Like, again, I'm not saying that's easy. I can't say I have experience running a business like that. But I think it's something worth thinking about. Um, uh, you know, I, I know, I know that, you know, the embalming process is supposed to be for the living, and, you know, but there's got to be less you can use. I mean, how, I mean, embalming was originally a process so that, like, soldiers could be sent home without deteriorating in a bag, or, you know, like, for viewing purposes only, or, you know, but I think the main process, if I remember correctly, there was a factoid I was reading earlier, I think it happened in the Civil War, where they would find a way to preserve the body so they could send them home, they'd still look presentable to be buried. Because uh, it'd be, like, hundreds of miles away from home. Um, I mean, that I get. But, I mean, all these, like, hefty, crazy caskets. Like, oh, this one is the Cadillac of caskets. And I don't care, man. I'm dead. I'm dead. I don't care. You know, and to a degree, I get if you get the fancy headstone. Because, like, it's topside. So the living can appreciate it. If you're going to appreciate that casket that your dead person's in for, like, a few hours over the course of a couple of days. And then you're going to put it in the earth. And never see it again. Like, what the hell's the point? Why do you care? They're dead. <laughs> They're not going to come back to life. They're not going to beat their way out of there. You know? Like, I don't know. I think I think some of these things are very morbid practices. I think some of these are very... A little too much for the living. And I think if you really want to... If you really care about yourself and you care about the living, you should care about everything else as well. All the environmental effects that you're doing. Because that's the world that you have to continue to live in. And your children have to live in. Um, so while I appreciate that, like, cremation is much, um, more cost-effective, 
the ashes, even if you bury them, um, ashes don't contribute anything to the to the earth itself. You know, I have to look up how ashes can help the coral reef. You know, before I go, let's do that. How can my cremated ashes help the coral reef? Let's just find out. Let's see if there's any credence to that. Hmm. Oh, it's to create an artificial reef. Interesting. Maybe for, like, creatures to live. Oh. Created remains are mixed with a concrete and fit into a mold and sealed in a specially designed waterproof concrete container in the shape of a reef ball, which mimics a natural reef formation. Once the mold or container is complete, it is sunk to the bottom of the ocean to create an artificial reef. How cool is that? All right. All right. See, now that I can get behind. Now, is it going to last forever? I don't know. Same reason. You know, there's a lot of pressure under there. I haven't looked to see if it's, uh, you know, crazy or anything, but, you know, neat. Uh, crazy if it works. I don't know if, if it will deteriorate the same way that, like, a casket would in the earth or whatnot. But, you know what, uh, are there any, you know what, let's, just, let's, let's look this up. Uh, are there any environ, environmental risks for having a... What do they call it? A reef ball. Pressures such as global warming can increase the environmental physical stress on delicate coral reefs as a consequence. Increased pressure to coral reefs rapidly reducing their size. Actually, uh, it's... Yeah, let's see. Let's see how eco-friendly they are. Because it looks like coral reefs are in danger anyway. Um, so... Uh... Da -da 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 -da. They're made from cement. Cement plants generate 2.5 CO2 emissions. Uh, it doesn't look like it's a huge impact. Uh, it's it's much smaller than what's released into the air. Um, but um, but they say depending on where they're dropped, there's a much higher chance. Um, you you get like the smaller creatures that take up shop there, and then the fish will come after that. So um, it doesn't seem uh, it doesn't seem like it is as impactful but there are some concerns about like the production of the cement which could be a problem but still i think that that's at least more of a shot to um i think it's more of a shot to try to help the environment by supplying like creatures a place to live in the ocean versus just burying a casket in the ground for nothing to use and for things to eventually break anyway again I'm not saying it's the best but it's more eco-friendly than the casket However, you know, just put me, plant me with a tree, man. Just plant me with a tree. That's all I want. Just, just if you could, if you could do that, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, I always thought it was weird that you couldn't just bury, get buried in like on a farm somewhere. You know, um, but that's it. That's all I want to talk about. I think that was good. I think that's good. You guys good? You guys good with that? Just you know, let's not talk about that anymore. Uh, but again, I want I want to preface, or not so much preface, because I've been talking for 20 minutes, but come back around to what I prefaced with, which was, I think that there are, there are, um, there are practices that need to be re-examined and re-evaluated. I think that there are practices that could be more cost-efficient and environmentally cost-effective. Um, and I think there are more out there, and there are plenty, if you look at them, look them up, um, that are more environmentally friendly and environmentally helpful, um, that we could also consider. So, and, you know, I don't think that the viewing process is necessarily a bad one if that's what people really need, but, uh, 
you know, sometimes I do think the funeral process or the viewing process can be a little overdone or a little dragged on. Uh, I've been through it way more times than I'd like to admit already, and, you know, it's exhausting, um, and just seems more like it's for people to show up who you'll never see again for 20 years, and, you know, for that, I think it'd just be the close family, you see them and say goodbye, uh, and then do whatever you want to do, but, um, as far as the practices themselves are concerned, for funeral services and, and funeral homes, I appreciate your work, I really do, but there's got to be better ways, you know, that you can do it, so maybe change it up a little bit, I know change is hard, but change doesn't always mean bad, it just means different, um, so for those of you out there, maybe explore some more options, maybe see, you know, maybe write something in your will, or maybe talk to your family about it, and say, hey, if I ever kick it, this is always, a, I know it's a weird conversation, but it's always a good conversation, hey, if I ever kick it before you, listen, this is what I'd like, you know, or just get yourself signed up for it ahead of time, <laughs> you know, because that's the thing, is you have to make sure that you can't really make that decision for yourself if you're dead, you know, that no one's going to know, and it's going to do the same crap anyway, so, you know, maybe, maybe there's a way you can schedule that ahead of time, like, hey, I'd like to register if I'm dead in the next 10 years, uh, you know, come get me, <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, that's it for now, uh, thanks for listening through all of my talk of, of the environmental effects on the, uh, you know, not the environmental effects, but the an impact on the environment from, uh, you know, cemeteries and the burial process itself, cremations, formaldehydes, um, and, you know, just, just the overall prepping process before that, and, you know, making the caskets and making the, the formaldehydes and, 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 you know, preparing the lots, uh, all those things, and crematoriums as, as well. So I hope that was educational for you. I hope that you enjoyed that. Uh, please let me know if you didn't, because then I'll talk about something more chipper next time. Uh, but that's it for now. As always and forever, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, if you made it this far, uh, you are amazing. I really appreciate you and everything that you do. Um, if you wouldn't mind, um, I'm still new. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind giving me like a rating on your podcast app, if you like this, um, give me an honest one. You don't have to give me five stars if you don't like it. I want you to be honest. I want people to know. Uh, but uh, if you do leave me something less than a four or a five, please tell me why. Please let the podcast app know why. They'll tell me, and um, I'll know what to. I'll know what to change for the future. But outside of that, thank you again. Uh, you're amazing. And as always, uh, I hope that you're taking care of your mind, I hope that you're taking care of your heart, and most importantly, I hope that you are taking care of each other out there. Be good to one another, and I'll talk to you guys soon.